What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Breakdown Sportscast. I am your host, Corey Willis. I hope you all are doing well on a Friday, getting ready for the weekend, wrapping up everything throughout the work week, and um, about to watch some college football over the weekend and hanging out with your friends and family. Um, as always, I'm here with my good friend and co-host, you know who he is. He is Chris Bolton. What's going on, Chris? What's going on, Corey? Man, I'm I'm feeling good. Hold on, actually, real quick, I need, I need to grab some. <laughs> As Chris is doing that, folks, we appreciate you you all in listening to the show. Of course, so we're getting ready for what we. Now we are at week ten of the college it's football no season. Corey. It, it gets it's, it's cold out here, man. It's that that November <laughs> weather, man. You know what I'm saying? Them, 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 them hits they 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 hit a little harder when it gets to be this time of the year. You know what I'm saying? You gotta got brace, prepare for that cold, that wind. It's that real football weather. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Look, here in the Austin area, we got down to like the low forties um, this week. So, so yeah, if, we're if, definitely feeling it. If, if you if you're uh, listening to the pod, not watching the YouTube, then uh, I just had to go put a jack uh, a coat on. You know what I'm saying? Because it's <laughs> it's that time of the year, baby. It's it's November. This is this is where seasons. Are made, and this is where seasons end. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. This is this is when it really happens when it goes down. So um, I think that's the case for several teams this weekend. Where it can where everything you've been working for, it can come to an end, or it can stay continuing down that journey. We'll see what happens. You are right, my friend. Um, you you know you know what happens in November, especially when we get those those CFP rankings, uh, and of course we'll talk about that um, briefly on today's show. But it, it's November. It, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving in college football. We're always seeing chaos around this time of the year, and this year. Yes. Will be no different, and I'm ready for oh, yeah. it. <laughs> I think there there is high chaos potential mm-hmm. this week. High chaos potential. <laughs> I mean, it can things can come tumbling, crashing down. You know, so we will see. But I'm ready for it. I I wouldn't mind it. I'm here for all the chaos. I never mind it, of course. I'm like, just <laughs> just give me all the chaos that you can give me, college football. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate it. You know, you yes, it yes, puts yes, a smile yes. on we, my we face. Welcome, we, we welcome the chaos. Absolutely. I mean, how can you not? <laughs> uh, hey, chaos brings ratings. I mean, what, what can you say? Hey, the word like like on Game of Thrones, man. Chaos is the ladder. Shout out to my guy Littlefinger, the legend. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Well, Chris, this week is week ten. We're in November now, and we have a lot of games to discuss on today's show. 
Um, and what better way to really um, kick off today's show by going into the SEC, um, where we do have a couple of big games coming up this mm-hmm. week um, in the Southeastern Conference. Um, we'll go ahead and start out with the game in Athens, Georgia, where um, the Georgia Bulldogs will host um, the Missouri Tigers this week, Chris. Um, this is a game that I've been very much circling. Um, I've circled this game on the calendar. Um, and I know a lot of other fans have also done the same thing as well. So I'm very much excited about this game. Um, Vegas has Georgia as a 15 and a half favorite and the over under is at 55 and a half. So um, they're looking at this this game potentially being high scoring. I'm not sure if that's um, just without Brock Bowers and just or just how Missouri has been playing. I'm pretty sure all of this stuff factors into it. Um, But overall, (laughs) Chris, uh, with this game being. Very high on my list. Um, I am interested in seeing how Georgia performs in this game. I know last week um, they took care of business against Florida and won a game forty-three to twenty. But let's be honest: this Missouri Tigers team is for real. So I'm sure. wondering how Georgia will. Um, come out in this game uh, because th- this is a team that can get you. And I feel like Georgia's probably going to win the football game, but mm-hmm. I'm, I am concerned by how the defense may um, may play in this game. Um, if they if they perform well, Georgia has this game in, in the bag. Um, if not, this isn't going to be a cakewalk of a game because Brady Cook can he can get you. So he I'm, can. So yeah, I'm very much interested in seeing how both teams match up in this game. So what do you think overall? This is a this is a great matchup. I feel like um, there are several different outcomes that can happen in this ball game. Um, I think there are several firsts for both teams in this ballgame. This will be the first time Missouri has seen a secondary like Georgia's, the talent level that Georgia has, where they can really strap you up. You know what I'm saying? They can they can click on, they can grab that seatbelt, bring it over across your, your shoulder, <laughs> over your chest. Put it right there next to your hip, and you hear that click, <laughs> and you know you strapped in. Georgia can strap you up. <laughs> then on the other hand, Missouri has a, a excellent group of wide receivers, very talented group. Eli has done his thing, and in, in the recruiting on the recruiting trail has brought in some some guys to Missouri. Um, I mean, we all know about Luther Burden, but uh, you know. Theo Weiss Jr., you know, Theo ain't no joke either. So, uh, not at all. He's a very good, he's a very good receiver as well. So, I'm curious to see those two. I think those are, 
very curious to see how those position groups, the receivers and DBs on on uh, those, both sides uh, on both teams, how they match up against each other. Because um, Luther can take the top off the defense. Um, so we know what what this Missouri team can do offensively. We've seen Georgia have dominant defenses over the years, and this defense is still a very good group. You know, um, an excellent group might not be the the ungodly monster that they were the last couple seasons, but they are still a, an excellent defense. And there's also that feeling, I think, of Missouri knowing we can win this game. Georgia didn't just run through everybody last year. As much as we remember that national championship where, you know, they put the smack down on uh, on TCU. <laughs> they had to climb out of a hole against this Missouri team last year, trailing by double digits in the fourth. Missouri very well. I'm sure they left that game saying we should have won. Absolutely. So I think we're at home. I, <laughs> you almost had had Georgia on the ropes. I mean, that oh, they, team they had was them on the ropes. They, they shaking. They had Georgia. They had Georgia looking like uh, Muhammad Ali against George Foreman. It was just just <laughs> taking, just uh, throwing punches and just taking them. But um, <laughs> oh, man, like they, I think they have revenge. I think they they have unfinished business on their mind in this game, and so. I'm I'm extremely uh, curious and 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 ready to see how this game plays out. I mean, it's, it's so, there's a lot at play. But if Missouri wins this game, we got to talk about them being in the playoffs. Like they they will have the upper hand in the SEC East. They will own the tiebreaker over Georgia. That's how important this game is for both of these teams. Absolutely, it, like can you imagine? I know we'll we'll talk about the LSU Bama game um, mm-hmm. in a little bit, but can mm-hmm. you imagine if Missouri walks out of this game, walks out of Athens with a W? Oh my goodness! And LSU <laughs> beats Bama. Like there's no discussion. We're getting that game again in Atlanta. That would be insane. And then that low key, I would be, I would be curious to see how everything looks at that point because we might potentially be looking at the first time a two loss team makes the college football playoff. That I think that's yeah. possibly at play. Yeah. If 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 that plays out like that. That is a possibility because then that means LSU has beaten Bama, a top 10 playoff team um, in the rankings. Missouri at that point would be a top 10, possibly top six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) It gets interesting. That looks really good on the resume. (laughs) It does. It, it, It does. You can go to the committee and be like, look. I mean, come on now. We we took and care of Georgia. They don't want to find a way to keep to have the SEC in the show. You know, we just we just gotta keep it a buck. Yeah, LSU was a big national brand. You know, I mean, <laughs> hey, 
it, it makes for a lot of for for a lot of intrigue. Yeah, but but that would that would be that'd be one crazy outcome if those two teams <laughs> meet up again in the SEC championship. I know, I know. You just see both of them like, hey, look, Missouri's like, look, we took care of Georgia, LSU, like, look, we took care of Bama. Look, I, I know we got the mulligan uh, with with the Ole Miss game and all that stuff, but we took care of Bama. And we, Bama. we're the ones that beat Missouri earlier in the year. We can do this. And if they beat them, that means they beat them twice. No. <laughs> if they end up beating them twice, that would be crazy. That that would be crazy. Why? Watch us bring that game into existence as we're talking about. It. And yeah, yeah, that is, that's man. I'm just over here shook. There's a there's a lot going on, and then old old Miss. They want to be in the party here? too. They they on the tiebreaker over over LSU. Yeah, so they're not out of it. They're not out of it because then they got to play Georgia. I mean, it's so (laughs) it's it's so much still at play. Yes, it 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 is. It it is. But but to to come back to week ten before we go get lost in that rabbit hole, (laughs) this. This game is going to be really. I think it's going to be a good one. I know the spread really favors Georgia. Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, still feel like it's going to be like a. It's going to be a game in the fourth quarter, and maybe Georgia wins by ten. Maybe they pull away late. I still, I think this is going to be a battle, though. I think Missouri is going to come ready. I think they. It's going to be a different offense they're going up against this year since it's Coach Bobo as the OC. You know, it's going to be a few few things that are different um, schematically um, and systematically. Uh, but they know the personnel. I think they feel confident they, they can cover Georgia, especially missing Brock Bowers. Maybe this is the game where we kind of see Georgia have to overcome not having Brock. Carson Beck is on fire, but maybe we'll, we're going to see though. Maybe this is the team that people thought Florida was the one that can, you know, expose the Brock Bowers being out. Maybe it's Missouri because that game last year was a defensive struggle. Teams were they were they they were not scoring points in that game last year. It was it was a low scoring game. Nah, so <laughs> not at all. Uh, <laughs> No, you, you're you're absolutely right, Chris. Um, it, it's it's going to be interesting what happens with both of these teams. Uh, Carson Beck right now he has well over two thousand yards passing. So as Brady Cook, so both of these quarterbacks are doing a very good job with throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Will this game become a shootout? It might. I'm I'm going to guess I'm going to run with what Vegas is saying and that it's probably going to become a shootout. And which team has more in the tank to outlast in a shootout? I'm I'm not gonna lie, like Missouri has that team. They're very good. They can get you. 
like you said, Chris, could uh, could this Missouri team be capable of stopping um, Georgia when they need to to win the football game? Their defense is, is pretty good. Um, I know Georgia's their defense is, is starting to figure some things out as well, um, and they still have some playmakers um, on that defense, but. Gotta watch out for Missouri. Um, I do think overall it's gonna be closer um than just fifteen and a half points. I, I that's one thing I will say Vegas is probably off on. But um but yeah, I overall I do think this is Yeah, I think they're score. they're factoring in too that this game is in Athens. So I think you give Georgia some more points um, when you when you factor that. I just, I, I just wonder. Carson Beck is really good, but I think every quarterback has a game where they just don't look like they have it, and I wonder if this is the game where that kind of gets exposed. Where 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 they have to Georgia has to persevere and just just grind out a W. It's like everybody has that game. Mm-hmm. Can 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 Missouri make Carson Beck look like the first year starting quarterback he is? You know what I'm saying? Granted, Carson is experienced now when he's when we say he's been at Georgia for a while, but mm-hmm. it's different when you're out there on the field and you're starting QB. And this is. What this would be his ninth start, ninth career start. I mean, he's still he just when you look at what it is. This is his first year as the quarterback. You know, this he's relatively inexperienced in these high leverage games. So, I'm curious: can there can Missouri make it a game to where Carson has to make a play when it really matters? When it really can, that's what I'm curious to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, last year you saw when Stetson Bennett can make those plays. You saw when he can make those throws, and that's mm-hmm. what really won um, him over with the fans and that team mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kirby Smart. Um. Can Beck do it? I think he has all the tools to do it. It's just we haven't seen it yet. That's why I say like this game is very, very much important because this is going to be, if if not the strongest test that Georgia faces in that division, in that West division. So yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. It is, and this is also before. This is before the Ole Miss game too. I mean, it's this is tough. This there's there's still a lot at hand here for that Georgia has to has to tackle. You know, what I'm saying this November is not going to be kind to the Bulldogs. Not so. At all. I'm pretty sure Kirby Smart will have the guys locked in. Uh, I'm sure he's telling them 
They had us on the ropes last year. They're ready to come to your house and whoop your ass. I can hear Kirby now. Okay, but, uh, look, get ready for the leaked audio of Kirby Smart just, just going wild in the locker room. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, Chris. You, you know Man, what's going I, can, I can hear him now, and and that's the approach he should have. He needs to make sure his team is is ready to play ball because I think Missouri is going to come out in the first quarter. I think they're going to have some things scripted up and ready to put pressure on Georgia immediately. I think so. so this will be a fun one. I... I lean, I, I I lean with Georgia based off of how crisp they looked last week against Florida without Brock. Mm-hmm. That gives me the comfort in knowing that this offense can move the ball and can can put up points and you know put together very nice drives. Um, I think Missouri covers. And I think they have a, a, a very I think they have a, a very good chance of leaving with a win. I'm not going to call the upset in this one, but I damn sure would not be surprised if Missouri was to win. But I'm not calling the upset in this one. I I, I go Georgia thirty four twenty seven. I'll say Georgia by seven. Okay, I I can feel you on that one. I, I, I'm I'm of I'm kind of of that same um, opinion that Georgia has the upper hand here, um, but I I don't think um, they're gonna cover. At all, I, I I think I think Missouri is gonna have Georgia's number, um, just enough throughout this game. But I, I do think Georgia's gonna squeak squeak out of this game with a W. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I can see I, Missouri I don't winning at the end of three. I can see Missouri ahead at the end of the third, and this is yeah. a legit hustle. Mm-hmm. Like squabble, like this. This is this can be tough. This can be a tough one. Um, because this is the year for Missouri. This is the year for Eli. Yeah, I think right now, drink. He's the SEC coach of the year. Everybody has that. When you're not one of the premier SEC schools like a Alabama, like a Georgia. And normally, like LSU, there's always that year in the cycle where everything has been building up to this moment where your team can win nine games or more and do something really special. This is that year for Missouri. This is that year. So Mississippi State had it in 2014. Mm -hmm. Ole Miss, we thought they had it with Matt Cor- the Matt Corral year, but apparently Ole Miss is a legitimate SEC power now because <laughs> look at them right now. They are a top 12 team in the nation and <laughs> they only have what, uh, one loss to Alabama. So um, 
apparently they're they're stringing these years together. But you know what I'm saying though. Like everybody has that time, you know. But Kentucky in twenty uh twenty one, you know, that was mm-hmm. that was a year for Kentucky where he put together, you know, ten wins, one uh won the Citrus Bowl. I mean, you know, this this is like one of those seasons for Missouri. Can they get this one though? They get this one. This 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 is a huge game for this program and for Eli. This this will be that signature win for his tenure at Missouri. I definitely think so. And and he's he's definitely due for that big win. That big signature win while they're having the season that they're having. Um and if there's a Georgia team to do it against that we've seen in the last five years, this is that team to get. Yeah. Not to say this ain't a good a really good team. But it damn sure ain't them them the Monstars has been on the football field the last couple seasons <laughs> and they took the Monstars to the brink last year. <laughs> I know. I I know. <laughs> it, it's just both both teams are are playing very well this year, um, and then like like you said, I, I can see a scenario where Missouri this is their time to shine. But overall, I I can't count out Georgia. That's it's hard to go against them in this I one. Can't man. count them out. <laughs> I won't allow myself to do that. Because it looks like Georgia is catching stride, right? You know, it, it, the season as the season continues, teams improve, and Georgia has definitely improved from week one to week ten. And it looked like they are they they are turning it up a notch, and I'm sure that's what Kirby has been planning all along. This isn't his first rodeo; he knows how to gear, get his team together as the season continues. So I'm sure this is all a part of the plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, what happens in this game. It's two thirty p.m. game on CBS. So, um, Athens is going to be rocking, and I I can't wait to see uh, what unfolds um, down there in UGA. But um, anything else, Chris? You want to add before we move on to the other big game in the SEC? No, sir. We can keep it going on. All right. Well, from Athens, Georgia to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Chris. The Alabama Crimson Tide will host the LSU Tigers this Saturday. Right after that Missouri-Georgia game. 6.45 p.m. time. It's going to be jumping this weekend, baby. They said we got Georgia, Missouri, and we got LSU, Alabama. Look, if you CBS, you got to do they get all anything the you can. <laughs> Look, they're not going to have, <laughs> they're not going to be airing SEC games next season. Like, look, this is it. <laughs> if you going to go out with a bang. Don't remind me. I'm so sick. I, 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 we not going to hear that song again? Dude. <laughs> oh, look, just that's such a staple of my life. 
and just play it over the ESPN. <laughs> Bro, I'm gonna have to mute the. I don't. Even, I don't even want to hear what ESPN is gonna be playing. I'm gonna have it on mute, and I'm gonna pull out my phone and go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just play that every time at three thirty. Oh my god, it, it's definitely gonna be be weird to not see this game on a regular basis on CBS. But <laughs> hey. LSU Bama, you know, it, it, we'll still get, we'll still get the rivalry. We get this we'll one on CBS. Yep. <laughs> this, this will be the last time we see it on CBS before we go to ESPN. So, um, overall, Chris, what, what do you think about this week's game where Jalen Daniels takes on Jalen Milrow? After remember. Both Jalen's are in this game. <laughs> or so, Jalen Daniels. <laughs> Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, so this game is really interesting. Of course, it's Bama LSU. So, you know, <laughs> you you anticipate this from being a, an extremely physical, tough game. P-Town is going to be rocking if it ain't already rocking right now. Um So, LSU, extremely talented team, very, very fast bunch. Daniels, if he doesn't have the, 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 the losses, the two losses already, you probably everybody has crowned Michael Penix, but you, shoot, Daniels. Daniels needs to be a finalist as well, the way he's been playing this year, man. He's been filling it up. Daniels is he's him. Can I tell you his stats? Go go ahead. Tell tell the people his stats. I know, I know him. Just go ahead and say him though. All right. I mean right now, yeah, Jaden Daniels he's he's throwing uh, well over two thousand yards, two 2,573 yards, 25 touchdowns, and just three interceptions for the season. Um, it's just a remarkable season um, from Jaden. Um, he's he's already he's already been breaking records down there in Baton Rouge. So yeah, he he if the season ends today, he is your SEC Player of the Year. I think so too. I, I think you have to give it to him because there's really no one else that that's like close to contending with him he at all. Not. So no, so he walks on, onto this field as the best quarterback in this game. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus for LSU. Um, another plus for LSU. Jalen Milrow is is a good dual threat QB, but he's not the best passer, and the weakness of your defense is your secondary. Can Jalen Milrow expose your secondary in the ways that Missouri exposed LSU's secondary? Jackson Darden Ole Miss exposed LSU's secondary. Uh, Jordan Travis in Florida State exposed their secondary. Can Jalen Milrow do so? 
with an offensive line that isn't the best offensive line. And I know LSU's pass rush hasn't been what it's been in years, but that I don't think that's the case this weekend. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you can look at it, and I, this is just me playing a little devil's advocate in this, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both of uh, of of these teams secondaries has not played up to the standard of what it means to play on both of these teams defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, in past, you know, we we've had tons of of, of great players. Um, yes. In the in the secondary for both LSU yes. and Alabama, we've we've both seen no the fly zones. Yeah, we've seen the honey badges. We've seen the Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, we've seen the Minka Fitzpatrick's. Like <laughs> we we've we've seen all of that over the years, and <laughs> now it's it's kind of funny seeing both of these teams battle against each other. When at this point in time, it, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens um, when uh, when both of these teams face each other. So um, I'm I'm interested in in the seeing the quarterback battle between Daniels and Milrow. You know, how, you know who who can get the ball out more. Who can torch whose defense the most? Right, and I like LSU's number one receiver more than Alabama's Malik Neighbors, Sunday player. Um, I'm curious to see how Alabama schemes up Bond. Bond has shown himself to be a dynamic, electric player at receiver for Alabama. <laughs> Jermaine Burden can he can make plays as well. I feel like he's more of a a high flying receiver, someone that can go up and make incredible grabs. But that also leaves the opportunity for those plays to not be made. He's a he's a great fifty fifty ball receiver, but I think Bond bring something to Alabama's offense that they've been lacking this season. And that's electricity. That's someone who can, who can house a play, who can get a touchdown and house it. You know what I'm saying? Just like that. Just go 60 yards at the crib. And I'm curious to be how involved he'll be in the game plan. But I think some things line up for LSU a secondary that we know is not that great, but they Alabama is only three point favorites. Vegas knows, they know. LSU, you you can't just put say they dead. They are dead. I don't think so. And I know Brian Kelly. Everything that's happened this year, he wants this one badly. He's ready to shove it up some people's. You know what? He wants this one badly. Because everybody's trying to write off LSU. And boy, would that be something if Alabama loses two 
big time games at home this season. <laughs> it's it's definitely not going to energize the fan base. You know what? It might energize the fan base. It's not going to be in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> At all, it's not going to be all. a positive way, <laughs> man. I, I think Alabama has to get the running game going. I just don't know if Milrow can expose this secondary. I'm not confident. I think Harold Perkins will be making his name known in this game. He's, I mean, he already is known, but I think he's going to. We haven't seen him just live in the backfield this season. I think I think he'll be up for this one. I expect him to have a couple sacks. I think so too. It's just I I, I think we've we failed to see this offensive line, Chris, for Alabama really protect Milrow in a consistent fashion. Like this guy is always in that backfield just ready to scramble, ready to to try to make a play because the pocket is just collapsing every time in front of him. It's nothing that he can do. And it, it's it's amazing. It it's amazing to see that type of athleticism from from Jalen Milrow. Um I think his his legs will have to be working for sure in this one. Yeah. Yeah, it it. Oh no, you're absolutely correct. Like it's it's amazing to see that he, out of all of the issues with that offensive line, he still makes plays, and it's gonna be interesting to see. Can he keep that up? This Saturday, right, right. There's there's times I've watched you know when I've watched Alabama this year. They they can really like they can rack up some three and outs, you know what I'm saying? Like they they can they've has they put together some nice drives, but like when this team is in a rut, they will go like a couple drives in a row where they go three and out, and I just don't know how. I, 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 we know their defense is very good this year. I just don't know how many times you can go three and out against LSU and the way Jaden Daniels is playing. I I know it's on the road. I know it's a road game. I'm going me personally. I'm, I'm going with LSU. I think LSU pulls off the comb, the, the upset. I, we mentioned chaos as a ladder. I think they I think they get chaos weekend going too this weekend. I think LSU. Gets the win, and Alabama suffers their first loss in the SEC this year. Still in line to play in the, uh, to to possibly you know have hopes of playing in the SEC championship. It will all depend on how LSU closes out the season. But I think LSU takes this one. I think Daniels, this is his Heisman moment. I think LSU still has a chance to make the playoff with the win in this one. I think this is the stage where everybody's talking about Michael Penix. 
I think Daniels goes out here and puts on a performance leading his team to a huge road win in Tuscaloosa and solidifies himself as a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. If that happens, crown to me. And I'm I'm going to go ahead and say it. I think LSU wins this game too. I think they win this game. I I, I think they I think they win this game at least by 14 points. You you think the offense is just going to be too much? I I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, like I I can't name anyone on that secondary that's going to stop Malik Neighbors. Like I'm I'm sorry, Kool Aid McKinstry. I don't think you have a chance. <laughs> Your your group doesn't have a chance to stop this game. It's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna be so tough the way the way they play ball. Fifty six receptions, nine hundred and eighty one yards for the season, nine touchdowns. That's Malik Neighbors. That's coming into your backyard that you gotta defend. I just don't see it, Chris. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I th- I think it's going to be very tough. I think I think it's a close one. Honestly, I I, I think LSU gets the game winning drive. I think LSU. I think this game is going is going to be tied late. But I think LSU will will have the ball. I, I think Jaden. It's it's the Heisman moment, man. He gets that drive, takes him down the field. Yeah, LSU hits that game win the field goal and they walk it off like that. I I, I think it's gonna be one of those games. Um But I would not be shocked if it's if if LSU kind of runs off on Alabama, which would be something to see. But I just I just think this this is one of the matchups where it is still at home now for Alabama. I, it's a little different in Oregon, Utah. Um, I still think I think Alabama makes some plays. You know, I mean, they have talent on that on that team, but I think ultimately LSU will will win this game. They they will prevail. Their offense will be too much, whether it's on the final drive or maybe it's just they they break break away in the fourth and and went by a couple scores. Um, and Alabama just can't answer back, but. I think LSU, like I think we're we're seeing eye to eye though. I think LSU, they get this one, and, and Brian Kelly, that, that man sleeps with the with the smile from from Alabama all the way to to Baton Rouge on his face. <laughs> then he gives you the, the that country Southern twang. Oh, that twang is it's gonna be twanging in that post game interview after that win. He he's gonna be celebrating Chris with his family. His family. <laughs> As he should. Oh, yes. Take that yes. Alabama to blue mm-hmm. You should be mm-hmm. celebrating with your family. And I'll be happy. But it, I would I would too. Cause kind of look back on the season, like AM. Very well, could have left, left that Alabama game with the win. They just didn't have the offense to do it. Right. I think LSU's defense plays one of its better games this year. 
And I think I think the Tigers they leave with the win. I think so because LSU has the offense to do it. Yeah, no, no, no. You're you're definitely right. I think they have the offense to to do it um, this week. And yeah, I'm I'm going ahead with the LSU pick as well, Chris. So it <laughs> it's it's one of those seasons that Alabama has had where they look like they've started to figure some things out, but this is the wrong week to <laughs> to still um go in um playing the style of defense that I know that they've been playing where they're just not as dominant as as they've been in the past and um the offensive line has been up and down like this this is going to be the quintessential wrong week for Alabama um, when you open right, that right. Texas game. Let's see that to win. Like, and, and Texas won off of big plays. They had guys that can go downfield, and, and LSU has guys that can make big plays. Don't be shocked if Malik Neighbors has a couple of TDs in this game, let alone one. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what you should be worried about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Corey. I'm yeah. with you. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I I can't wait. Um, it's one of the more interesting weekends in the SEC um, that we've seen all season. So, yeah. Yeah, you got some good teams going up against each other, and you got some some teams that a little a little smelly. But you know, we, that's that's why we play the games. We're yeah. gonna see how it plays out. That's the reason why you play the game. Yeah, absolutely. So it's gonna be an interesting, an interesting slate of games in the SEC. Uh, Arkansas, overall. Florida, yeah, A and M, Ole Miss, yeah, that has up that potential. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimbo, he he, he be he be. As much as we dog Jimbo, he be finding ways to get one. <laughs> that one you just don't see coming. He finds a way somehow. Look, he, <laughs> you're gonna need this one to keep his job. <laughs> Are you implying that this might be a little bit later on on Bolton's bets? Are you Are you implying it, sir? Oh no, 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 Good brother. <laughs> If it's one thing I don't learn, I don't put my money on Jimbo. Not my hard-earned cash. I am not placing my pennies on that man. Mm-mm. Look, just just scoot your money, place it somewhere else. Like, you might as well go trust Jimbo Fisher. Might as well give it to somebody. Don't give it to Vegas by betting on Jimbo. Give it to someone you know. No, make it a gift. Exactly, exactly. You know, be be smarter with your with your money, folks. That that's all <laughs> we're trying to say on the show. So. Facts. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Chris. Anything else you want to add to the Bama LSU game before we move on? No, sir. No, sir. We can we can keep it going. All right. Well, we are going to head out west now, Chris where the Washington Huskies will take on the USC Trojans. 
this Saturday. Um, 6.30 p.m. kickoff on ABC. Um, this is a interesting game, Chris. Um, um, on Tuesday, well, we did get the rankings, of course, for um, the CFP. And right now, Washington is done in that number five spot right now. Um, can they keep that spot this week, Chris? Can can they capitalize off of all of the mistakes and all of the deficiencies um, overall that USC has made with their team, um, specifically their their defense? I, I say their defense has not been strong. And can mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr. and company um, take care of business? This is... This is an interesting game, too, because I struggle personally to really get a read on what's going to happen in this game. I'm just being honest. This is a game my money would not be touching. This is a weird game. Um, (laughs) It's a very weird game. My money would not be touching this game. Um. If you if you place a bet on Alabama LSU, let it be in a crazy seven leg parlay that you just put a couple dollars on because I don't want no parts of Alabama and LSU in any of my bets either. Um, but this game, it's almost like who who do you think? What do you think is like in worse shape? Do you really think like? Do you think Washington, they're just not that good after seeing them play the last couple of weeks? Like, or do you do you believe that USC can't be fixed? Like, they are truly down bad. Like, this program is in shambles. Is which one do you think is worse? Who and when you decide that, I think that. That's how you pick who's going to win this game. <laughs> I haven't, I have not liked what I've seen from Washington at all the last since since the Oregon win. I feel like that team. Is, I feel like Washington has peaked. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to get back how they were against Oregon. That might have been the best we will see Washington play this season. Truthfully, no, I I agree with you. I mean, you win. Against Arizona State, fifteen to seven, with no offensive touchdowns, <laughs> and your quarterback is the front runner for the Heisman. That is a red flag. Yes, I, I agree. I, I definitely agree, Chris. And then on top of that, um, October twenty eighth, you defeated Stanford um, away. 42 to 33, a team that you're supposed to mollywop. In the game that we talked, we highlighted last week, if Stanford converts that fourth down that was in the receiver's hands, they win. Exactly. They win. They should have won that game. Another red flag. (sighs) 
This team just had and tons then, of red flags just all around it right now. It, but they were undefeated. It's like, <laughs> why well, worry, guys? We're winning, right? It's like, no. Right, Stop. right. All this work. Right. That's what, they're, that's what they're telling everyone. And then you look at USC, and this program is a walking joke this season. They should have lost to Cal. They were, they were down 14 in the fourth. I don't know how they muscled that out. How self-imploded. All the fumbles, the turnovers, the fumbles, yeah. they just self-imploded. Cal should have beat them. I agree. <laughs> both, of these, both of these teams are not that good. They're not. It's, which makes it so hard to pick this game. I know. Um, I'll say this. USC has shown that they can run the football. Washington struggles to run the football, despite having a couple good backs. I guess it's an offensive line thing. I feel like Dylan Johnson is a really good running back. We've seen what he can do at Mississippi State. I know I'm not knocking his ability to be a good rusher. Me either. But for some reason, Washington has struggled to run the ball consistently. And so I think when you factor that in with USC struggling defense, they can at least know that they need to stop. They can key in on stopping the passing attack of Washington. And maybe they have enough talent to where their front seven can, if they can keep this trend of Washington struggling to run the football going, I lean towards USC finding a way to get the win. This game is it is at uh at Southern Cal, correct? Yes. I mean, Caleb Williams, as much as he struggled, he still is. An elite prospect at quarterback. Um, I would not be betting this. I, th- I think USC finds a way to win this game. I think they might have some. This, this. You think the Vince Carter meme? I got one more in me. I think <laughs> USC got one more in them. <laughs> as much as we want to leave them for dead and how poorly they've played this season, I think they win. I just don't like what I've seen from Washington, man. It's not... One time is okay. You have a bad game. Florida State had a bad game against Boston College, and since then, they've gotten their act together. Yeah. Like, I, you can't even... That's a tale of, of two different Florida State teams. Yes. Yes. Time. This is starting to be a trend with Washington. This, this is this is multiple <laughs> weeks. You know what I'm saying? This is back-to-back. Yeah. As bad as USC is, they still have talented players. I, I think USC can expose them. I think USC wins. There, I said it. I said it. <laughs> 
after what you see so far, Chris, with USC, you you, you still just look at this team. You just like you know what y'all y'all are gonna y'all are gonna be eating good on Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes this game so weird. This this may be the weirdest game that we've ever seen. I know that there's probably I'm I'm sure that there's some other candidates of weird college football games throughout history, but for this season, for this day and age in college football, I, I don't know what to say. Like both both of these teams were looked at as hey, <laughs> they both had cases to to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I mean, like and Washington still very well can Washington. But. Washington still can, but by the way that they've been looking the last couple weeks, I mean, <laughs> um, it feels like the, they are the doing worst you can make is, is probably Rose Bowl. <laughs> <sighs> Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's it doesn't look good. It hasn't been pretty, and I don't say that to say. I mean, Washington can come out here and win this game. You know, maybe USC's defense is so bad, and this is a get right for game for Washington, and, and they pick their their defense apart. Yeah, that's that's a possibility too. I just. Ah, my football mind is watching these games. I just, oh, this is so tough, so <laughs> tough to analyze to me. I feel like, I, but I think, unlike Stanford, and unlike Arizona State, I think USC has a Heisman winning quarterback. They have NFL guys on that offense. They have the pieces on USC. To do it, those other teams couldn't, and that's truly exposed this this defense and some of their struggles. And defensively, possibly really put the clamps on them. And maybe USC, maybe USC kind of runs away with this win. I, it's possible. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it's it it it's. Everything that I that I just said, of course, uh, it's a weird game. Um, Washington could very well come out and handle business, but USC, as long as Caleb Williams is out there and he's still balling, they got a chance <laughs> to at least have something that they can hold on to this season. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't had had the best season that they wanted. They haven't had the season that they wanted. But knocking down the number five team that has playoff aspirations, hey. You you got to be able to get up for this one. Exactly. You got to. If you can't get up for this game, why are we here? (laughs) If you can't get up for this game, and if USC gets smacked, Is Lincoln Riley going to be here? I don't, I'm not saying he gets fired, but does he just find him another job? Does he just leave for the NFL? Does he jet? Like, 
there there's real institutional problems at USC at hand mm-hmm. if they get thumped Saturday. Because this Washington team is entering this gang low-key reeling, like scathing by getting wins. It's not like they're humming. Washington does not look like a top 10 team in the nation, let alone they only like one of the 15. Kansas State looks better than Washington. We'll talk about them later. (laughs) But there are teams like that unranked Oklahoma State, Iowa State. I mean, there are, team, there are teams in the Big 12 right now, I just named three, that look better than the team that is currently the fifth-ranked team by the CFP. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 how it's looking if you've been looking at these games the last couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's something it, it's something else. Um, I it, it all I can say is we're just gonna have to sit back, Chris, and see what unfolds between <laughs> both of us. Like I like us. I'm not you. You couldn't you couldn't put the money in my hand and tell me to bet on this game. Nah, I I just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I just walk away and like, nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Thank you for the bread. Thank you for the cash. I'll put it in my pocket. But <laughs> give me a better I, game. I have no read on this game. Truthfully, I I can see different outcomes of how it plays out, but I am not confident one bit in how it plays out. Right. I have zero confidence. That's I. I will be sitting down and I will be watching this game. Just I will have it up as well with, with, with the other games on at that time. But I will truly be looking at this one just invested in how it plays out. Because I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't know how it will. I really don't. This like you said, this is one of the wildest games that has been on the slate this year. With how these teams have been performing leading up to it, it's crazy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it, we're gonna see what's uh, what's gonna happen this Saturday, Chris. Um, I know I who had, you have. Who do I have? Um, I'm picking USC. I, I honestly think now that they, now that USC has lost two games this season. I don't think they're going to lose another game. That's just my opinion. Mm. I think they're going to run the rest of the the table with their schedule. Even you think even possibly beating Oregon. Maybe. (laughs) If they run the table, that'll that'll put them back in some conversations. With how things can can be playing out this weekend, yeah, it's this is it's it's interesting. There's that slight chance that they can try to get back in the CFP. There is an outside chance, 
They're still ranked. They're ranked twentieth right now. So it it is a it is they a gonna slight need some chance, help. but they need a lot of help. But they're gonna, they're gonna need some help. But this weekend, I think this is chaos weekend. Right. And I think I think there can be a lot of help that happens <laughs> Look, you can only control what you can control. So I, I mean I'm looking for USC to actually upset Washington and let the chaos commence. I know I said Washington at the like the worst they can do is is a rose Rose Bowl. I lied. Rose Bowl is a playoff finals. I don't think that oh, really? <laughs> if they lose this game, that's just the opposite. Right. That's the best they can do. <laughs> right, yeah. Exactly. That's the best that they can uh, best that they can do. I think I think honestly we're because I think it's it's fine for us to start getting close to looking at bowl projections a, a little bit. Um, I mean, they can make the Fiesta Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I think Washington, from what we're seeing resume wise on the field, they look that good right now to probably still make a New Year's Six, and the Fiesta Bowl would probably be a likely. Um, place for them but I, <laughs> Rose Bowl I, I don't I don't think that's happening <laughs> Sugar Bowl not happening um, so yeah I, I, I do think because we're in that week of chaos um, everything's in front of USC and I'm picking USC um, to win this football game So, gotcha me too so, anything else, partner, um, that you want to mention about before we move on? No, sir. No, sir. We can we can keep it going. All right. All right. So now we are going ahead to Austin, Texas, Chris, where the Texas Longhorns will host the Kansas State Wildcats um, this weekend. It's going to be. An 11 a.m. kickoff game on Fox. So, one of those big noon kickoff games. Big noon, baby. <laughs> that we'll get to see. Go um, some clack. Yeah. I, man, I love that team. Yeah, they they really <laughs> know how to how to up the ante with, with, with their commentating. Uh, they mm-hmm. really make, make a lot of these games special. But, um, but yeah. Um, Texas is a four point favorite in this football game, Chris, and the over under is it is um, at forty nine and a half. So, for me, I am taking. <laughs> it, it's it's so weird with this game because you don't have Quinn Ewers, uh, Malik Murphy's in his place right now, but. I'm still going to take Texas to win this uh, to win this football game because they're at home. Um, they play very well when they're at home. Um, they haven't lost a game this season um, at their place, so DKR is going to be rocking, and I look for Texas to take care of business. What do you think about this game, Chris? This game is it's another one that's so interesting. Um 
and you look at the talent pool, Texas has the guys. I mean, no offense to Kansas State, they have good players, but just Texas, they have the bullets in the chamber. I mean, they have the athletes on both sides. Their D-line is stingy for Texas. The defense has played very well this year. The offense has had explosive plays. But, like, that's kind of what they've been leaning on. The things that Texas are is bad at, Kansas State is great at. <laughs> Texas is a terrible red zone team. The, the critical mistakes they had against Oklahoma reared its ugly head. That's why Oklahoma won that game because Texas did not take advantage in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Kansas State's defense is one of the top ten defenses at red zone, red zone defense. That's a that's an interesting stat right there. <laughs> and Texas is literally one of the bottom third teams at red zone efficiency. I think they're like they're ranked like 120th. Like it's bad. Wow. Um Kansas State, one of the best third down offenses. Um one of the best teams at protecting the football. They don't have the athletes for real. They they do have good players. I'm curious to see how the duel between Stark and Climbing goes. Um, Climbing he needs a signature win. He ha- he hasn't beaten Texas. They've won the Big Twelve. Won the Big Twelve last year. <laughs> they didn't beat Texas last year. <laughs> so Hey State needs this one. I like Will Howard, the quarterback. But I think the X factor in this game is Avery Johnson. He's their dual threat guy that they bring in. Johnson, if Kansas State is going to get the running game going in this ball game, I, like I think they they want to, mm-hmm. I think Johnson will be a huge player in this one if Kansas State pulls off the upset because he is that guy that can make plays. He has the legs, the, the wheels. To where a Texas team that can obtain from running the football conventionally, he is, he can be K State's like um, Taysom Hill, where you bring him in and he he makes plays, he, he's dynamic, he 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 gets you a first down when you need it, and in that red zone can be a true X factor to help K-State get scores. Um, I'm curious to see how Malik Murphy plays in this game. We know he's extremely talented. Extremely talented. But he made some mistakes in that BYU game that, of course, BYU was not going to take advantage of. 
because they're BYU and Texas is just more supremely talented than them. But Kansas State is a well-oiled machine. And I'm telling you, Corey, ever since they lost to Oklahoma State earlier in the in the season, this team has put it together. They look like one of the best teams playing football right now in the country. I said it's chaos weekend. I'm taking Kansas State. Wow. <laughs> I think I think the things that like I said, the things that Texas struggle with, Kansas State, they are they are really good at. And so I think it's not going to be like Kansas State just smacks Texas. That talent will be a factor. Like Texas will this will be a these teams will be going at it. Texas will have their explosives. Like I think Malik Murphy does connect on a couple big plays. I mean, he, he makes some plays. So I think this will be a back and forth affair that's going to the wire. But I think when it comes down to it, I think Kansas State makes a play defensively. I think they they kind of take advantage of the fact that Quinn Ewers is not the quarterback in this game. And I think the defense gets a big play. I think Kansas State wins a close one at the end. I think this is going to be a great game, though. But I think Kansas State finds a way. I think they are able to effectively run the football, which they will need to do. And they make enough plays in the passing game. And like I said, Avery Johnson will be the name that if Kansas State gets this win, I think Avery Johnson is going to be a big reason why. I think he will be their their dynamic player that leads them to victory in this one. Nice. So, I mean, for me, I, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of K-State play this year. But <laughs> I do hear a lot of people say that that this team can sneak up on you just like who we'll talk about um, to wrap up uh, Mm -hmm. the show um, Oklahoma State but but yeah um, there's a reason the line is so close I I think so too just because K-State is much more um, aligned with what Texas doesn't want um, to defend, um, but they're going to have to in, in this game. Like they're dangerous. They're they're a dangerous football team that um, Texas they they have no luxury of of you know letting a game like this slip away and mm-hmm. sleep. And, yes, and that's and that's what Texas normally does. This is their chance to prove we are not the normal Texas team. <laughs> Look, this, this is an important game. I will be with. I will uh, agree with you on that one because, like we've talked about it all season, about how it's always this constant lull in the first half with Texas, and then like the second half they just turn it up a notch. I don't think you should be doing that this week with a team like this that's playing. 
very well. I, I mean, and, and we the all same know team about struggled with to get a win against Kansas State. Thumped them exactly. Beat them by forty. Mm-hmm. Didn't give up a point. I mean, yeah, it's like Kansas State is not the team that you should be playing around with, <laughs> especially at this time of, of the season. So, um, Doc be- Rivers, the Doc Rivers say, "Don't play with your meat." <laughs> don't 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 play around with them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I I think you're right that this team has playmakers. Um, Will Howell, Howard, um, he has over a uh, over a thousand yards uh, for this season. Uh, Fourteen touchdowns, thrown seven picks, um, but he's. Kind of, um, he's turned it around. Lately. Yeah, like yeah. this. Yeah, they had their struggles early in the season. Everybody wanted to write Kansas State off after losing to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Well, little did everybody know Missouri is a real deal. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not a bad loss, right? It's, it's not. Um, so I, I, I look at him. I look at Avery Johnson. Of course, Avery Johnson. Um, with just 268 yards, um, he's thrown two uh, touchdowns this season. Um, just kind of looking over a couple of of um, of the people on the roster right now. Um, Giddens, the running back, um, he's had over um, 100 carries this year. Um, 116 carries. Um, well over 700 yards um, rushing right now for and seven touchdowns. He has 722 yards rushing with those seven TDs. So, uh, I mean, they like you mentioned um, about them running the football. They very well could, could run the football in this football game and try to tire out this Texas team. So, um that's yeah. the game plan. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I think that should be the game plan if you're Kansas State. Um, you really want to set the tone and, and punch Texas in the mouth um, that that first half, I, I'd say. <laughs> and then also, see what happens in the second half. I will give this note. If Texas really does like come out here and, you know, if Texas gets this win, I think the X factor for Texas is Sark. I think Sark is going to have to cook. He's going to cook up some stuff. This is Sark, Sark's chance to like, I ain't got Quinn, but I'm going to still put Malik in position to shine and make some big plays. So I think he opens up the playbook. And I think he lets Malik Murphy let it loose. And if he can make the throws, there's that's the that is the gateway to Texas, like not letting this be a close game. Is if Malik can actually make the plays, K State's secondary is vulnerable. Mm-hmm. We know we Texas has AD Mitchell and Xavier Worthy, guys that can expose your secondary. Right. It's just whether can is spring game Malik Murphy gonna be playing <laughs> the guy that was dotting it, dotting it up out there? Yeah. Or is this 
Jesus. 95,000 screaming fans at this game watching me. A tough, disciplined Kansas State team I'm playing against. <laughs> it's a big stage. <laughs> I ain't never been on a stage like this. <laughs> Does he play like he's never been on a stage like this? That's what that's what comes to question. Again, we got to see does does the quarterback can he can he make the plays like we said about Milrow? Yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see can can he do it. I I think he has a couple games under his belt. Uh I think Malik Murphy knows what's at stake here. Um I think Queen He chose to stay in Texas. Yeah. He could have very well been somewhere else starting right now. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I, I think he's capable of still leading this offense to victory. It's just when you're playing against a team like Kansas State that prides themselves on not making many mistakes, um, they they want to play physical football with you. Um can you can can Malik Murphy handle it? Can this Texas team score touchdowns when they are in the red zone and you need to walk away with a TD? Yeah, if they're walking away with field goals or even worse, turnovers, it's not a good <laughs> sign. It's not a good sign. Yeah, it, it it's not. It's not, and, and I'm looking at the stats right now. Like the the third down conversions, like Kansas State being ranked fourth in third down conversions, and Texas being ranked sixty fourth. Whew! Like what what happens when you need to make that big third down play, Chris? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> that's where Texas defense will be key. And they keep K-State off schedule. Because mm-hmm. a lot of what Kansas State being able to convert those third downs is you're putting your offense in a quality position when it's third and four right. or third and two. Those are manageable third downs. It's a lot tougher when it's third and eight and third and nine. So can Texas get them off schedule? That'll be key it's, for the defense. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I mean, just seeing a stat like that, this, this team really knows how to get downfield. Um, <laughs> and knowing what we know about Texas and knowing that their first halves are always slow starts, I don't think you want to see Kansas State getting third down. <laughs> like that. And you don't want them to jump ahead of you. To where they can truly dictate the pace of this game exactly. and like string together drives. Exactly. Because you got a lot of ground to make up for if that happens. Right. It's already one thing that this is a high pressure game. The first big start from Malik Murphy. You don't want to amplify it and make it that much more filled with pressure. If he has to feel the the effects of being down fourteen to three in the second quarter, you know what I'm saying. I mean, I know he's been in situations before. He's a football player, 
but we all we are all human. Everybody feels that pressure when they're down at home when they should not be down at home. So I don't think you wanted to get into being one of those games where you're down a couple scores early. Right. So So it's going to be interesting, man. I, I, I can't wait for this game. It's going to be a fun one. I, 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 and I, I say all that. I, I am not by any means saying Texas can't win this game. Texas can come out here and maybe they connect on the explosives and Malik Murphy lets the world know, hey, I know Quinn is him. I'm kind of him too. <laughs> like maybe this is his coming out party. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But I'm not anticipating it. But there is a world where Texas, like I said, they got the players. Like this roster goes tick for tack with anybody else in the country. Like they, Texas is legit. There was all this talk that you live in Austin. This team wasn't hyped up for no reason. Like they got the guys. No, you're right. I mean, worthy. Um, viewers, like. We can go uh, go on and on. Like this team, like heading into the preseason and fall camp and all that stuff. Like this team was destined for greatness. And um, what you know, not looking at the Red River rivalry game, um, beating Alabama was it was breathtaking to a lot of people um, in Austin. So. Um, a lot of those Texas fans were they, they were out here saying like we're back. <laughs> like yeah, you know, it's always a joke. I love Texas coming into the season. Mm-hmm. I, I I had that Texas beating Alabama dialed up week zero. <laughs> I mean, so but as the season goes on, I've been able to see some games. Yeah. I'm just a little a little nervous for for Texas. The 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 upset alert should be at at a high. This is the it should be it should be ringing. The alarm should be sounded. They <laughs> they need to come ready. Yeah, they they're gonna have to come ready. So I, I it's gonna be interesting to see um, what happens in this game. Can they can they take care of business or can Kansas State? Have Texas's number and really make them pay. Um, more specifically for me, in that first half of that game, if if they come out clicking on all cylinders and they're really pushing around Texas in that first half, I'd say look for a long day for Texas. But if they find something in them, offensively, defensively, to have a complete game. Because I think that's what a lot of fans are looking for. They're looking for that complete game um, that's not the Alabama game that Texas um, has under their belt. If they can do that, then I think they're on the right track. But we'll see. I agree. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, yeah, partner, um, anything else you want to add to this game before we talk about the, the last game? Last game that we're going to talk about today. Let's get to it. Let's, All right. Uh, yes, sir. All right. Talk, talk, talk. Speaking of chaos. 
There's nothing more chaotic than this game. Look, that's the reason Headlong. why. I, this is the reason why I made this game the, one of the final games we were going to go through was Bedlam. OU taking on Oklahoma State. Um, another team that I haven't had too much um, experience watching this season um, is the Oklahoma State Cowboys right now. But they're 6-2, and 4-1 and one in conference play. Um, Oklahoma 7-1, 4-1 in conference play. Um, as of right now, Oklahoma, of course, is at the top of the Big 12. Oklahoma State is third in the Big 12 standings right now. So this is a very important game, um, I should say, um, when, when we're looking at the standings uh, for the Big 12 championship right now. Um Right now, Vegas has OU as a six-point favorite, and the over/under is at sixty-one and a half. So, um, this is going to be another one of those big games this week I, that I can't wait to see. Um, with Oklahoma State being this, I guess you could say, sneaky team that can get you just like K-State um, will they have enough in the tank to knock out Dylan Gabriel um, last week I mean we, we saw what happened against OU losing to Kansas um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to have to say Chris I think Oklahoma State might be cooking right now late in the season and for OU, it's not good when you're not really being able to throw the football the way that you want to. Especially with, with the players that they have out there at receiver. And their defense is kind of like wishy-washy at times. I don't think it's this is a really good matchup. Um, well, I think it's a good matchup for uh, Oklahoma State, but for OU, I don't think this is a good one for them at all. What do you think? OU has had their struggles. Like, the only difference is, unlike Washington, they actually got beat. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they played bad. They Well, they were exposed a bit by UCF. And then we saw what happened last week against Kansas. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Oklahoma is interesting. They actually found their running game last week, but to no avail. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma State, they have a true man, a specimen. As we like to say, when you look at his bio, it says beast. Like we talked, we said that with Marvin Harrison Jr. Absolutely. It says the same damn thing next to Ollie Gordon's name. <laughs> Ollie Gordon is a beast. Corey, if you happen to, could, do you mind pulling up his game log so we can tell the people his performances? 
over the last couple, uh, over the last few weeks as the running back at Oklahoma State. Why? Well, I, I don't think this. He's doing things at Oklahoma State, not to compare him as a player to Barry Sanders, but the things he's doing at running back. Only few have done at Oklahoma State. <laughs> and Barry's saying it might he might be the best bat we don't seen come out of that that come Some from just... that program in a while. Truthfully. Yeah, so I gotta pull it up. My goodness. So <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just gonna go in order from beginning of the season. To pretty much now. This man has a steady climb in in rushing yards. So first game, seven carries, 44 yards, one touchdown. Um that was the first game. Second game, um, nine carries, 53 yards, one TD. Third game, three carries, just 12 yards. Um Fourth game, 18 carries, 121 yards, no touchdowns. Um, Against Kansas State, um, 21 carries, um, 136 yards with one touchdown. Um, Versus Kansas, he had 29 carries, 168 yards, one touchdown. West Virginia, 29 carries, 282 yards, four touchdowns. My goodness. And pretty much last week against Cincinnati, he had 25 carries for 271 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, yeah. He's cooking. <laughs> he, he he is cooking. He He's already well over 1,000 rushing yards this season. Chris, he has, and that's also, a, and that's after the slow start. Yeah, that's after the slow start with ten touchdowns. He's averaging almost eight yards um, a carry. <laughs> Ollie Gordon is a bad man. Um, I, I really like this Oklahoma State team. They have their deficiencies, too. They aren't the best passing team, mm-hmm. clearly. I mean, as you see, they're leaning on Gordon. But why not when he's playing the way he is? But I agree. The struggles they had to start the season passing the football have, like, to an extent been rectified, and they are a, very, a solid. They, can, they, they have been able to make enough plays in the air. To win, to continue to win football games, mm-hmm. and if they can establish Gordon, like I think they will, I think that will continue, and they'll make enough splash plays to where they might even get a couple touchdowns mm-hmm. in the air off of play action passes, and get that Oklahoma secondary and Oklahoma defense to really get be glued in on Gordon and go over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Oklahoma. They have a chance as well. They're not at 
by any means like unable to win this game. But they they will have to figure some things out on offense. Like they they were able to run the football. Is the fact that they couldn't throw the ball last week is that because of the circumstances of the weather, or is that because Dylan Gabriel he peaked against Texas and just had had the game of his life? That's a heck of a way to peak and fall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Texas fans are wishing why why he had to peak against us, but you know. <laughs> Can he can he get it back together and, and, and throw the ball well? That Kansas game, you know, he made a couple reads where he took a little too long to let it go. Mm-hmm. And that's how that, that pick six happened against Kansas. You can't have that against Oklahoma State. No. He had that in this one. This is Bedlam. I know. I know the energy was on a different level in the Cotton Bowl for that Oklahoma-Texas game for the Red River Red, Red River shootout. Mm-hmm. I know it was. I think Bedlam, this game at Oklahoma State will be the most ruckus and wildest environment that any Oklahoma player will ever play in their life. This particular game, it will rival any game in hostility and craziness and crowd noise. This is the last bedlam that we will see in the foreseeable future. Makes me see. This is the hottest ticket in Oklahoma. Probably hotter, the hottest ticket since. Damn, the damn thunder being in the NBA Finals. I mean, how long ago that was. Like, this is the game. This game, you will hear this crowd throughout Stillwater. I don't know if Oklahoma can win. Will win this one, man. I'm not saying. I don't say. I don't. I'm not saying that they can't. But Dylan Gabriel, he is up for a challenge. Is this that place will be juiced up, and Oklahoma needs to make a statement drive early to quiet that place down as soon as possible. Because do not let them go three and out. Don't let them get the ball and they go three and out, or they may have a turnover. I mean, it's. It's going to feel like the world is just falling, just (laughs) unraveling with how wild and crazy that place will be. I'm going with Oklahoma State. I am, too. I'm I'm going with with OK State. Um, With this being potentially the last bedroom game um, that that we'll see, in the Big Twelve and just in general, mm-hmm. I I think this this Oklahoma State team is primed and prepped to take on this Oklahoma team team that's I think is they're better than last year, but they're not all the way there mm-hmm. yet. 
to be. Let's just be real. They were not supposed to be Texas. They competitive. No, no. They, I think they, they looked real. into that. They they weren't supposed to be Texas. They are a good team. They are. They have talent, but they aren't. I don't think they're ready to like be that team this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're a little ahead of schedule in my eyes. Yeah, and I think I think Oklahoma State is playing some of the better football in the country. I think they are they are a team that deserves to be ranked. Mm-hmm. I think they should be ranked right now. So I'm going with Oklahoma State. Um, that's my pick in this one. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I think they, I think Oklahoma State has it in them. Um, and if that's the case, this is true. This is true. Yeah, true craziness this weekend. If the, some of our the picks we have pan out, I, I know, I, I know. It's I, I think we we're on the same wavelength, of course, with just how this week can potentially go. Um, a lot of teams are starting to to um, peak at the right time, and I think that's a recipe for. Chaos. <laughs> so, chaos is the ladder. I mean, we are potentially looking at Alabama, Washington, mm-hmm. Texas, Oklahoma, and also Georgia, possibly. I mean, they all can lose. Penn State is playing. Against Maryland this weekend before they, they take on Michigan. They have to go to Maryland. I ain't saying Maryland's going to win, <laughs> but I ain't saying Maryland can. <laughs> we just saw the game Penn State had against Indiana. Indiana's not good, people. No, not at all. <laughs> Penn State can very well go to College Park and lose. Mm-hmm. They are they are on upset alert as well. Florida State's at Pitt. I don't think it's raining. But if if they if, if it was that good prime Pittsburgh November weather, Florida State would be on upset alert too. Because like we said, things <laughs> when you play out there and, and, and it's raining at Pitt. It's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> it is. It is. That's that's just what it is, folks. Like you can't escape that. It's pit. <laughs> so uh, I think Ladies. the fact that it's not raining, I think Florida State should be fine. But pit is not is is it's not easy to play at pit. No. That's another difficult place to play at. If especially if the weather was weathering, right. I think Florida State should be should be extremely happy. That the forecast is is clear and cold and not wet, windy, and all the other stuff that comes with that. So, <laughs> absolutely. Oh um, I mean, but yeah, there's 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 matchups that that we all over the country that can that can yield some interesting results. Mm-hmm. Like we said, A and M and Ole Miss. As much as we want to count Jimbo out, that means. It's just, it smells like a game that that A and M wins because uh, uh, 
Ole Miss be finding ways to lose games that we know they shouldn't lose. Ole Miss shouldn't lose this game at home. No, not at all. <laughs> not to this team, this A&M team, but A&M. They have talent. And talent gives you a chance in any game, no matter what's been going on in the season or how crazy your coaching situation is. They have guys. It's not outside the realm of possibility that he and them wins that game. I know. Kyle <laughs> is going to be a wild weekend, man. This this could be a weekend for the ages. Yeah, just where all couldn't happen. Yeah, who knows? He, Dabo could be Notre Dame this week. Uh, we, yes, <laughs> I ain't betting on it that he that he does. I, I'm 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 I'm. I, honestly, I think that is. We, we might as well transition into it, into into Bolton's best bets. Yes, for the week. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are at that point of the show before we head out today, where we have Bolton's bets. Another edition of Bolton's bets. Another edition of Bolton's bets. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Let us know what we got for the slate this week. The first one I have for you is Iowa State. Uh Iowa State, two and a half point favorites taking on Kansas. The Cyclones are at home. Uh, I'm liking what I've seen from Iowa State. Better on them to cover last week, and they came through for me. Um, I think Kansas. I believe they'll be without Daniels again, and as well as their backup has played, he has his struggles and faults as well. Mm-hmm. And his Iowa State team has really been putting it together lately. I think they, the Cyclones, can expose Kansas, a Kansas team that. As we say, man, you know, they just pulled off the big one and you're off the high of beating Oklahoma. Now you guys travel to Iowa State. It's prime for the ups for the upset since Kansas is a team that's ranked. But Iowa State's a team that's favored. I think Iowa State covers. I think so too. Um I think Kansas may be riding a little bit too high. After, after beating Oklahoma last week, so uh, I think so too. Yeah, I, I think Iowa. I think Iowa State still. Um, oh, while you know they're they're not the best team in the Big Twelve. Um, you know, watch, watch out for those Cyclones. The Cyclones have, have after having the tough start to the season. Mm-hmm. The Cyclones have looked like one of the better teams, and they are quietly. Under the radar, playing some really good football. Um, my second bet, I think it's Notre Dame against Clemson. I think Notre Dame. <laughs> there is a world where Clemson makes this a game. There's, there's a lot going on in South Carolina. It, a lot it going is. on in Clemson. <laughs> Dabo out here sounding off on the coaches' game on the on the. On the Monday show, oh, my God. going at the callers, 
telling them if you can think you can do better than me to come take my job, you know what I'm saying, apply for the job. <laughs> like, he's, 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 you know what I'm saying, pounding his chest. This place ain't had no national championships for over such and such years till I got here. Like, he's feeling the heat. Yeah. I ain't mad at my boy for letting these folks know, though. As much as, like, but I, like for real though, Clemson's been a good program, but like Davo has taken him to levels that Clemson has never seen before. Yeah, they need to ease up off him, honestly. Like, relax. It's, it's the man one won you bad year. He didn't win your championships. You know what I'm saying? He had you in some games. Like, he brought a national championship to Clemson. But I still have to say, the fan base, there's a lot of heat on him that the, the seat is warming up. Whether it should or shouldn't is, irre- is irrelevant. Because, there, I mean, it is what it is. The reality is people are going crazy out there and they, they are going insane. And he's on the hot seat currently. I ain't saying he's about to leave or get fired, but that seat is definitely heating up out there. Um, he's feeling it, and Notre Dame is rolling. I think this Notre Dame team is different than the Notre Dame teams you might have seen before that looked really good, but you couldn't trust them. This Notre Dame team, I think, is legit. They lost to Louisville because they went to went through a run of games that was just ungodly. The schedule caught up to them. I agree. Um, and not not to take away Louisville winning their win in that ball game, but they were definitely aided in the fact that Notre Dame had a slew of games that's just one week after another that was just extremely difficult, especially that Ohio State game. And how tough and physical it was. Right. So, I think Notre Dame is for real. I still think they have an outside chance of being in the playoffs. I mean, this is they are they are legit. If chaos happens, so um, I think Notre Dame covers. I think Notre Dame wins by a couple touchdowns. Clemson has not looked good offensively. Hey, Klubnik has not looked like the guy we thought he was when he committed to Clemson. Marcus Freeman has this team looking really good at Notre Dame. The defense is, that defense is tough. Yeah. And it's stout. Yeah. And Clemson does not, they don't have the same athletes they had before on that offense. I love me some Jordan, some Shipley. He ain't even win this game alone. Nah, they're trying to treat, they're trying to treat Shipley like he's the Christian McCaffrey of of the team, and it's just like, nah, <laughs> like you you don't even have like a decent offensive line to to, to take you to those heights. If it was different, think, then yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I think Notre Dame, they went by a couple touchdowns. And, and again, 
Come Monday, boy, that Clemson press that, that, that Clemson press conference that Monday. We give and that call in show. That's gonna be must see TV. Because <laughs> Clemson, I think, potentially is on the verge of missing a bowl game. And the Clemson faithful would not like that. They I mean, if I'm not mistaken, Clemson is four and four currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are four and four. If they lose this game, they will be four and five. And we've highlighted before the rest of their schedule. They play Georgia Tech next. Dad, you can't just chalk that up as a W. No, you can't. Because <laughs> Georgia Tech isn't having the problems on offense. Y'all, y'all are. That's North Carolina. <laughs> oh, speaking of the devil. You play North Carolina the week after. <laughs> and then you close the season with the rivalry game on the road at South Carolina. It, it doesn't get any easier. It just doesn't. So, look, Apple's going to have to put a it's rabbit out of, it, out of his head. He's going to have to do something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I feel I think that's your your other another really good bet, mm-hmm. um, and I'm gonna close the show with one last one. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know I love my Pac-12, man. I think we all we going we all do. I'm going out west. I I, I need Arizona back. We gonna run that Arizona one again. <laughs> Arizona taking on UCLA. Mm-hmm. UCLA is a good team. Arizona, they, like we said before, this Arizona team is putting it together. And even though they are young and haven't been in this position before, coming off a big win, I trust this coaching staff. And I like what I've seen from Arizona and the struggles they've had this year, some of the battles they've been through. This team is a little older. And what their classification would tell you with some of their players. Losing a tough game on the road at Mississippi State, going anywhere in the SEC early in the season, that's going to be the tall task for a young team. And that was part of their growing pains, losing that ball game in overtime, a game that they will tell you that they should have won. Um, you lose to Washington in a close game, seven-point game. Uh else? I believe they also, you lose to USC in triple overtime. Yeah, they did. I mean, that's another one, like, that they were so close to winning, but then you put it together, and you beat Oregon State. UCLA is a good team. They aren't unbeatable, though. Colorado was right there in the ballgame with them. Um... And Colorado has some players, but this Colorado team—it's not—they aren't that good either. They're—they're they're fighting and calling their way to be bowl eligible. Right. And, and UCLA did not—they ain't put the the beat down on Colorado that some of that like a Oregon did, or they didn't run up the points like a USC did against a Colorado. Arizona has a good team. Arizona is at home. 
I think Arizona is beyond its years and they are coming on into onto their own. And um I expect the Wildcats to get another win. I say Arizona money line. Like to take Arizona to win the ball game. Nice. You know Arizona reminds me of the um Mississippi State leech um team where uh, Mississippi State went to Auburn and mm-hmm. they were down like 21 points mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. like came back after halftime. <laughs> a new team. <laughs> and it was just like a brand new team. Like, I think the way that that team had clicked under um, Leach's helm is the way that this Arizona team is is starting to click now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can, I can see that. And it's working right now. Uh, like they look um, they look almost unstoppable when you see them. So this is yeah. a really good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, you you're right. You're right. So uh, I think Jed Fish is is doing a spectacular job um out there with with the Wildcats right now and um it won't surprise me if he wins um Pac twelve coach of the year. If if they win this game again, this is another team that needs to be in the top twenty five. Mm-hmm. Oh hands down. I, I think they need to be in the top twenty five if they win this one. Um this is this is a really good team. I like Arizona a lot. So those are my three picks. Awesome. Iowa State, Notre Dame, take them to cover. <laughs> and Arizona is they are they get they are not the they got two and a half points. I believe um UCLA is a two and a half point favorite. So you could take the points or you can you can live a little and feel and be confident and then pull off the upset and take the money line with Arizona. Forget the points. Yeah. Yeah. And, and UCLA, yep, is a two and a half point favorite, I see. And the over under is at 50 and a half. So, yeah. Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I can't wait, man. It, it's it's going to be another great week in college football um, with all of these great games. So, I can't wait for me and you to talk about it. Um, during Saturday and I can't wait for um, all of you guys listening on the show to witness all of this pending chaos that's going to happen. <laughs> Man, right. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I, I think we're I think we're due for a lot of chaos um, this season in college football. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We will see. I think we're doing well. I think this is the week. Yeah. I think it happened. I think so too. I think so too. So that's the reason why we watch the games. <laughs> it's fact. Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. But um but folks, we, we appreciate y'all um listening in on the show, of course. Um as always, um we're on many different streaming platforms. Um, that you can 
um, get your hands on to, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, iHeartRadio, and many other streaming platforms. So, um, as always, we appreciate you guys listening in and always feel free to let us know what we're doing. And, um, yeah, like, comment, and subscribe to the show. Um, all of that helps. It helps us know well, what we're doing and how we can improve the show for the future for you guys. So, so yeah, we, we very much appreciate it. But, um, but yeah, that's it for me and Chris. Um, week 10 of the college football season is upon us. And we can't wait to come back. On Monday uh, for our Monday recap show to go over all of the crazy games in college football. But um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it should be a good, uh, should be a, uh, a great weekend. One to one to remember, one to not forget. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm taking what Chris said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. But, yeah, it it should be a great weekend indeed. So I I hope you guys enjoy the weekend, enjoy all of the football games um, that's coming up this weekend with your friends and family. And until next time, we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.